Hi everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the PS Podcast. I'm your host Winston, and today I am going to talk about some light-hearted topic. Um, not some lah. I think just one, <laughs> one light-hearted topic, which is career thoughts. Um, I think for those who don't know, I really wanted to start the podcast focusing on like faith, life, and career. Um, because I honestly feel like there are so many jobs out there, and every job is very interesting. If I could, I would want to work in all the different type of jobs. You know, like maybe uh, one year work as a taxi driver, one year work as a bus driver, one year work as a preschool teacher, etc., etc. But um, definitely do not have the luxury for that. And I think it would be crazy if I if I do that. So I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to get my friends working in different um sector to come and share about their career journey. And of course, I would definitely love to start about myself. I do have quite a couple of working experience. Um, when I was studying in. Secondary school till university, I worked part time in McDonald's, and my first career was um, doing marketing in a charity organization. And now I am a marketing executive in a health and wellness company. So honestly, the longest company that I've ever worked with definitely is McDonald's. For those who don't know, I worked in McDonald's for eight years. Eight. Long years from secondary school till university, till I find a full time job lah. So it's a really long journey, and it's definitely a journey that is unforgettable. It molded me to who I am today, and of course, I always have friends asking me like, um. Why do you work at McDonald's, huh? What are some like secret hacks, secret tricks to working McDonald's, or like what benefits you have working as a McDonald's employee? And because McDonald's is such a household brand, right? Everyone loves to go there to get their signature McSpicy, McChicken, or Filet Fish. So generally, the behind the scenes would be so interesting. So yes, I'm gonna dedicate one. Episode or maybe a couple of episodes talking about my experience working in McDonald's. So I hope that for those who are listening and is super curious to like, okay, what's up about working in McDonald's? You guys will find this interesting, and I believe that um it's very like hearted lah. So I, I really think that you will enjoy it. So back in the days, back in the old old days, I started working in McDonald's when I was fourteen years old. Um, in Singapore, you can only start working when you are legally fourteen, and because my birthday is on the last day of the year, which is thirty first December, I can only start working after I turn fourteen. So when I was like fifteen, fifteen ish, or officially fourteen, then yes, I started working at McDonald's, and the starting pay. Which is what everybody is very curious about, right? It's only three dollar and fifty cents per hour, and it's honestly very little because I do know that the starting pay now for um part time employees is five dollars. Even though it's just like a one dollar and fifty difference, it really 
there's a very big difference because we don't just work an hour at, at McDonald's, right? We work a couple of hours. So the shortest shift you can get is four hours and the longest one, one full shift would be eight hours. So you can calculate lah, like $5 minus $3.50 is is $150, right? And you times four hours, eight hours. So it's quite a lot. Yeah, so the reason why I still decided to work even though the starting pay was $350 was a couple of reasons. Firstly, I'm working with my mom. So my mom is also working in McDonald's and uh definitely there are perks working with your mom. <laughs> and of course, uh, it's just downstairs, like it's just located super near my house. By foot is around like two to three minutes walk. If I run, it's one minute. So it's very fast, you know, like I can save on my transport fees. And I honestly thought that 350 per hour was okay because in secondary school you don't really have so much of an expenses that you need to pay. My pocket money still comes from my parents when I was in secondary school. And other than that, I don't really go out that much when I was in secondary school. So 350 per hour is fine. Yeah, so that's how I started. And of course, in working at McDonald's, when you earn above $500 per month, you will have the CPF deduction, which I thought it was good. Therefore, it really helps me to learn how to save and to um, prepare for the future, which is one thing that I really appreciate a lot. So I have this sum of untouchable money but it's my own money that I could use in the future yeah so these are some of like the surface um, benefits like why I chose to work in McDonald's and I was 14 yeah but some of the perks that people don't see would be of course free employee meals and we do have annual family outings like a care sector so um, every year we'll be given a budget and we will you know um, plan a family outing that kind of thing we also have to attend food hygiene course so this course is very it's very good for people who wants to pursue working in a food and beverage industry in the future because you will have to get a certificate and through a series of like tests and of course lessons you have the certificate which is renewable so i remember working at mcdonald's for eight years i renew it at the fifth year so i think now i think it will definitely be expired but that was a very good certificate to have yeah and then of course they have annually increment so based on your work performance you will be um given a rating and that will convert to your um pay increment and of course a bonus a 30 month bonus yeah and of course um, when it comes to working there are so many roles in McDonald's right not just the cashiering role the one that always like hi welcome to McDonald's that kind of um, role but there are so many behind the scenes role so to give everyone a brief idea there are a lot of different role or position in McDonald's. So I started out as a crew. A crew would be like your your basic like your entry level lah. Like uh you just go in and you really learn like the the um, different stations. We call it station. So for example, cashiering is a station, packing the fries is a station, preparing the drinks is also another 
station. So these are called station. So as a crew, you learn all of this, and um, after they see your performance, they think that yeah, this person is always um, working very hard, diligent. Um, don't really take MC or talking or like go MIA because we will be scheduled for work and. It's really up to your own discipline and your responsibility to turn up for work. If you don't, the most thing that the manager do is to call you and ask you why are you not here, that kind of thing. So it's really your responsibility level to go to work, and um, based on all these factor like responsible, uh, teachable as well, like you are willing to learn from like the seniors at work, the aunties, the uncles teaching you all the skills. And based on that, you'll be promoted to a crew leader. Yeah, so you have a different uniform. Every different position has a different uniform. Really, that's why uh, McDonald's just has a lot of different types of uniform. Yeah, so crew leader, you have to train new people. Uh, you have to train them uh, to to be an expert in their own station. It's kind of like discipleship lah. Like you train one another, that kind of thing. And you take on like more difficult stations. I remember that when I became a crew leader, I had to learn how to do the Mac delivery system, and it's super difficult. Which I will share more about that either later or the another episode. So that's one, and then get promoted to manager. So there are different types of managerial role. I can just share very briefly. So for me, I was a manager, but a part-time manager. So they call it floor manager. It's a very weird name, like floor manager. But this doesn't mean that you are always the one mopping the floor. Even though I would very much love to just mop the floor, but um, it just means that you are more on the ground. Like you, you are always on the floor with like your crew, your crew leader, that kind of thing. So that's floor manager, and there is um. More managerial positions, like second assistant, first assistant, then restaurant manager. So in the store, the restaurant manager would be your lao pan, would be like the boss, the biggest boss. You know that everybody would be like scared of him or scared of her. They can't think. Yeah. So second assistant would be your man, your new manager, new managers, and oh, we also have trainee managers. So trainee managers will be. Managers training to be full-fledged managers, yeah. So I was a part-time manager. So, um, how did I get promoted? When I first started as a crew, I honestly did not think that I would be a crew leader, um, because I'm just very happy with what I'm doing, and I don't see a point in getting to be a crew leader. But I really have to thank. One of these bosses that I met, um, because I think he really discovered my potential, and there was once whereby, um, he actually told the other managers that, uh, the next time when I come back to this store, I must see one thing, which is me, uh, getting promoted to crew leader. If she is not promoted. I will ask you to stop being a manager, and I was very shocked because I was like, "Wow, that's a very harsh word right there." And he said it in front of me. Yeah, so 
obviously, right, immediately the managers just said, okay, then we have to promote one thing, that kind of thing. And that time I was working like maybe two to two to three years into in McDonald's. So I think around that age I was maybe in F. 16 when i was 16 yeah it's definitely when i was 16 yeah when i was 16 years old so so i thought like that was like the reason why i got promoted as a crew leader then shortly after i became a crew leader a new restaurant manager came and within six months i got promoted to be a floor manager which is a part-time manager so it really escalated so quickly and um the learning curve was really very steep because before you have to really adjust into your new role, training people, that kind of thing. Position don't really matter to me, but I think in the corporate world, it really does signify something. And I'm really appreciative of the bosses that discover the potential in me. Yeah, so that was like my promotion journey. And when I first started as a crew, uh, when I was 14 years old, I remember I really, really hated doing this particular station, which is to pack the hash brown and to pack the fries. It sounds very simple, right? But it is honestly one of the hardest station that I find when I was a new crew because you don't just cook and fry the hash brown and the fries. You really have to manage your crowd level yes because for all the foods in mcdonald's your fries your chicken patties your beef patties they all have a expiry date yeah so for instance hash brown and french fries when they are being fried up and you know they are packing it the duration is only seven minutes like you can only just leave it there out on the open air for seven minutes yes and if it's after seven minutes you will have to throw it away which is such a waste right yeah and but that is a very strict food um standard operation procedures which we call it sop that we have to adhere to and of course um there are periods whereby it will be super duper crowded for instance the lunch period the dinner period sometimes breakfast would be super crowded as well so those timings would be maybe on the weekends your peak periods would be like 9 a.m to 10 a.m for lunch it would be like 12 to 2 p.m and for dinner it will be like 6 30 7 ish until like 8 30 that kind so during this period you cannot down your product down means you cannot um under supply which means that there's there's a very high demand right and you can you must meet that demand so managing that demand was very hard for me because i felt like i couldn't really catch up yeah and when you don't catch up when you can't supply to that demand which is your customers which which are also your angry customers you will get scolded by your managers and you'll get complaints because it's a fast food restaurant nobody wants to wait for very long yeah so managing that was really very hard for me and i remember like there are many times whereby like you just feel very stressful and you can really just break down anytime yeah and of course right 
um, I'm very glad that I have very supportive managers and they really explain things to me on my level. I don't think I'm the smartest, but they really try to explain things to me on my level. And I remember them giving me a lot of scenarios like, hey, you know, um, example, I, I remember one of my managers who is very gentle and she's so understanding. So she was sharing like, okay, you see there are 20 customers there. Everybody will buy a set meal, correct? Okay, not everybody, but most of them, maybe 18 out of 20 customers will buy a set meal. So 18 And the cooking time Of your hash brown Is 3 minutes So How many hash browns Should you cook To meet that demand And that got me Understanding Things better And that got me To manage The crowd Even better Yeah And of course You don't just pack. You have to Stock up The hash brown Cook Pack The kind of thing And you have to do it Really very fast Yeah And Of course when you are cooking is hot oil the oil temperature is like over 100 degrees of course and sometimes the oil will splatter and you will burn yourself la. so there are many times where like in a rush um, the oil splatter and I got burned by the hot oil but you really can't whine you really can't stop because there is such a large crowd of customers outside you know and once you stop, you will lose the momentum, you will lose the um, pace, and you will slow down. So even if it hurts, it sounds so sad, but even if it's painful, even though it's really very hot, because there is the heating system over at the hash brown and fries area, even so, you have to keep going and keep going until the crowd ceases. So if anybody says that um, working in Manon is easy, let me tell you It's really not It's a lot of Physical stress And emotional stress And you have to manage it Very well And when you are 14 You are growing You are um, Learning And trying to be adaptable All of this Is really not easy So I always feel that People should really Be kinder When facing Um Employees working in the customer service sector or even in this FMB sector because honestly, right, it looks like yeah, we are having a very easy time, but when it's crowded, when things are when the tension are getting high, that emotional stress is really very scary, and that's why McDonald's they really place a lot of teamwork that we are here helping one another, and that's one thing that. I always try to uphold as a part-time manager like we are a team we are really helping one another out if you see that this person can't cope anymore because this person is new you need to step in and help them and I think that shapes a lot on about um, my working ethics my working um, style that I'm very driven by teamwork yeah so that's how I kind of cope when I was just an entry-level crew in McDonald's and there are many roles and in the next episode we will talk about um, a different type of roles and I will have a breakdown of what is it so please imagine it with me um, if, if you guys can really relate maybe you guys can go to McDonald's and listen to this podcast so you can see things on your own and understand 
So yeah, and of course, let me know what you guys want to know about McDonald's, um, about the employees, maybe about work politics, or even secret hacks. I'm sorry I didn't cover secret hacks today, but I really, really uh will talk about that in the next episode. Uh, definitely I will cut this into many different episodes so that you guys really have a big and a better understanding about McDonald's and of course let's all be kinder to the people working McDonald's and of course not just McDonald's lah, but in all the different industry customer service centric sector FMB sector because it's really not easy and there might be a lot of politics going on behind that you don't know so yes as human beings let's just be kinder to each and everybody alright so I'll see you guys on my next podcast so please like and follow this podcast if you enjoy listening and of course drop me a DM on my Instagram account to let me know what you guys want to hear more and what topics would you like me to touch on alright so see you guys bye bye